AGS allies and caregivers, you are listening to our podcast, The Rare Advocates, a caregiver-worthy and rare disease podcast brought to you by a Cardi Gutierrez Syndrome Advocacy Association, where we update you with the latest news and conversations around Cardi Gutierrez and rare diseases. My name is Betty, producer and marketing director, so you all know me by now. And most importantly, I'm a mom of two little ones, the youngest one, Noah, is diagnosed with a cardiotiris. And don't forget to join the conversation. We're now on all social media platforms. So be sure to subscribe and leave a review to our podcast wherever you're listening to us from. We're thankful you're here and we hope we can help you in this journey. In today's episode, we have Jonah who will be sharing his story. And Jonah, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. So Jonah, how old are you? I am 25 years old. My son, like other kids who have AGS, some of them were diagnosed a lot earlier than you were. It's such a special occasion to sit down with you and you can tell us everything from your point of view. So if I recall correctly, you were diagnosed when you were 10 years old? Yes, correct. Uh, correct. I was diagnosed when I was 10, yeah. And yeah. where do you live? I live in New Jersey. I, I was born in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and um, we came here when I, was, when I was a little kid. I don't like the cold weather here, but it's, it's, uh, New Jersey's pretty cool, you know, it, Wonderful. I never been to New Jersey. Uh, so hopefully one day I'll go. And who do you live with? Do you live with um, your mom? I live, yes, I live with my mom, my dad, and my two brothers. I have two brothers. Okay. Are they older or younger than you? No, I'm the oldest and they're, they're younger than me. What I'm hoping to do with today's podcast is one, most importantly, for them to get to know you and two, for you to share with us um, things such as your motto, experiences, and for those who don't know what AGS is and don't know a lot about disabilities, for us to raise awareness and teach them, you know, one or two things for them to take and understand a little bit better. What does a typical day look like in your life? Like everybody else, I wake up in the morning um, and, uh, you know, and then um, I have, I get ready for the day um, and then uh, I, I have two jobs that I, that I currently have right now. Um, uh, I, I work at a, I work a part of a school district and also I work at, that's cool where I went when I was like three. So I have that, whatever else the day brings. So my one job that I go three days a week, um, I'm, I'm more like a volunteer there. So it's primarily like, you know, doing office work from, uh, I could be doing shredding, I could be doing um, contract, like, putting input uh, information into the computer. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm also a volunteer. This is my job. But having uh, an opportunity to volunteer is just, it makes it better, right? It feels like we're giving back. We're doing something different. You know, you made a good point because, like, my motto in life, all my life, has been I want a purpose. You know, I want, I want to have a purpose. And I think... Um, 
through COVID, you know, I didn't do anything, you know, we didn't, and no one did anything, right? But I think for people like us, like with disabilities and with, of course, AGS, it's really harder to manage the, um, you know, going out. It was very hard because we didn't know if, you know, God forbid I got sick or your son, you know, it's it's very, 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 um, so my point was that in that period, I was not doing anything, and now I just laid on the late, I just got these two new jobs, and I'm loving beyond belief. I'm, I'm really loving what I'm doing, and um, yeah, it's really, really, I come home and I'm like, wow, this, this is what I'm doing, and it made me feel good. So having a purpose for me is, it's, it's great, isn't it? One thing you mentioned is we can't get sick. Families and those diagnosed with AGS, we have to be a little bit more careful, right? Pay a little more attention. And, you know, some other families don't know about this. And it's very, very important. A couple years ago, I didn't know what I had. Like, I thought, you know, it was seropalsy. I was like, what is it? What is it that I have? I I knew what it was because all of the things that come with it, but I'm so, I was confused. I was just like, and and now my parents told me, and I'm like, oh, I had to like, my mind had to be like, okay, all right. And then, no, I appreciate it so much because for those who are listening and watching this podcast, it's very important to know that a cardiogutierra syndrome comes with a lot of different components. It's not just one symptom. It's many different symptoms. And I think that's what you're telling us. You felt all these different symptoms, and some of them made it look like maybe cerebral palsy. My son, um, he suffered from strokes. So we were like, is it something called moya moya, which is just like, you know, narrowing of the blood in his brain, not get, not get enough blood in his brain. But it wasn't until weeks, weeks later, we found out it was a cardiogutierra syndrome. A cardiogutierra syndrome has a lot of complications and you getting diagnosed a lot older and your family going through this with you, it must have been very, very hard. Like you said, you know, there, there are different things that come with having AGS and for your son, he's very young now. When I got diagnosed is when I was like 10 or something, you know, so I was young, so I didn't have all this knowledge to, to, to uh, you know, to say any how I felt or, or anything. So, yes, you're, you're helping us advocate for, for kids like my son, also many young adults as well, giving them a voice, and I appreciate that so, so much. Um, also, not only for AGS, but other rare diseases, perhaps, right. and other folks with disabilities. Yeah, my yes. goal in life is to be a motivational speaker. That's what I want to do in my whole life, you know. My motto, like I said in the beginning, I have a motto, and I would like to share it with you, because I think it's, everybody should buy by this motto or anyone with a disability is see me, see me, 
not my disability because at the end of the day we're people we're we're, we're human we feel we feel sad we feel happy and any feelings we have we feel them and i think having um ags has been a challenge for me because there's a lot of things that just have to happen that it's not fun sometimes. Your son is little, you know, but I'm sure he goes through the same things I have been through, you know? And I just, I, I want to be that voice for other kids who can't express, or, or, or the younger generation with this kind of, with any kind of disability, but with AGS specifically. People don't understand that for us, it's tough. The hardest thing for me is not being able to do the thing my brothers do, you know, like, you know, go out when I want. My, my point, my point here is when I go to the doctors, you don't know what to say. I don't know if they have to. Like, I get it, they're doctors, they do this every day, but the wording, and the, the, and I'm very smart, so like, when I hear these words, and I hear, oh, we have to do this test, and we have to, you know, and blood tests, and all these tests, and it's just like, when it's gonna, I mean, unfortunately, this is my life, you know, I can't, I can't change anything, but all I can do is, do this kind of stuff, and, and, and it feels good to do this, let me tell you. I feel really humble that, that, um, that, that I'm doing this today because it, it, really, uh, it really means everything to, to get it out there, get my feeling, feel how I really feel about my condition. First and foremost, know that this is not the first time we're going to sit down and talk. Anytime you want to come on the podcast, you are more than welcome. You can be our official speaker. You can real you you have way more credibility than I do. So um so know that we are ready to listen, we're ready to learn so that we can advocate better for the kids and for the young teens and anyone affected by this. It's very important. The majority of a Cardi Gutierrez syndrome patients, those who've been diagnosed by it, at one point or many points, depending on how close in proximity they are to uh, Children's Hospital Philadelphia, they go out there where there's a leukodystrophy center. It's, it's intense, like Jonah's describing. It's very intense. Now, it's different for every kid because some of them understand like Jonah does, everything that's happening and it's it's nonstop because the this illness does not stop. So the doctors don't stop. But like Jonah's mentioning, it's very, very true. Jonah understands everything. My son Noah, who is a little bit over a year old, does not understand what's going on, but he still, like Jonah says, and you know, I'm really understanding, he still feels, he still feels every single poke. He still feels every EEG and he, and I see him tired and complaining from, from all these medications because we, we can't stop. 
But Jonah, you're putting it into words. They get tired. You get tired. You said a good point. If I could, if I could add, I wish, and I don't know, maybe in some world, I wish, I wish, I wish we didn't have to deal with all this because it's, it's, um, it's acting on not just the individual or the young adult or the little kid who's dealing with this disease by it's it's a family i don't care how old you are you could be 40 you could be 50 you could be 25 like me and you can see how luckily i'm doing well thank god because a few years ago it was tough i'm not i'm gonna get into it but it's uh it wasn't easy i mean i was i was so much pain man it was it was horrible, and I remember going to Philly for the first conference. I told Dr. Vanderveer, I said, and I quote, it hurts, and it did. It, it, I couldn't even hold a pencil or pretty much, uh, sorry, just uh, very hard for me to talk about it because it, it's, um, it's been my life for 25 years, and and your son is little, and I'm, I feel I feel like he has a long way to go, and and uh, I'm sorry, but it's uh, it's gonna be fine. This podcast would help a lot of people realize that people with ADHD can do so much, and and and. Don't stop believing because you got people got a lot of hope here. Yes, and Jonah, please don't don't apologize. You're telling us reality. You're telling us reality, and you do not need to hide reality. You do not need to hide the truth. We're here to learn, and we are here to educate others. And our community is very, very loving and very understanding, and you're saying your reality, and I think it's important because you have a voice, and like like you were expressing, you want to use it, and you want to help others by educating them. And you mentioned being vocal and being like, this is painful, this hurts, you know, I am not doing well. And that's something that it's going to help us parents and caregivers to advocate for those who are taken care of that don't have a voice. My son cries, but I don't know what hurts. It's really right. hard. So, so I'm glad that you're sharing this and don't, don't hold back, Jonah, don't hold back and don't say no, sorry, I, because I'm so happy that you are willing to share this with us because you're educating us. Who's ever watching is hard in general, having a disability is hard, but when you put AGS on it, it's a whole different, people don't, people don't understand. I think we were put on this earth for a reason. We weren't just put on this earth because, okay, here we go. And I think having ATS, I think of it as a superpower. You uh, get opportunities that most people don't really um, get. And I do some pretty cool activities. And, you know, I just, I have so much love from my family, um, I have a lovely mom, a lovely dad, lovely brothers, and 
the only people that really understand is me and his mom and dad, siblings of 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 people with ATS. I don't think they understand, and I think it would be helpful for the doctor to bring everyone into the conversation because because that part is lost when you when you don't have an understanding for the whole family, not just for AGS. I'm talking about every disability. You know, I I would love for there to be a difference in the way that AGS is presented to families because after all, you know, we're all in this together. I mean, the families are dealing with it, the grandparents, the you know, everybody's dealing with the same, you know, they might not have AGS themselves, but they're definitely dealing with it. I mean, it's 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 right there. It's like a it's like a like a sore that you can't get away from. But there's a lot of things that I wish were different about this whole thing, but the biggest thing is that the way that the doctors approach it with young adults and for me like i just went the hardest part um is when they use the word like um, you need an mri and you need you need uh i have to actually get one in, in about a week and um and those things really scare me because um i have to be sedated and i and um a lot of times when you have AGS, a lot of these um, tests that you go through have to be very invasive, and I wish they weren't. And luckily, I haven't had too many. But I hope that there's a cure. I hope there's something out there someday that can get kids to be more off of these medications. You know, like I said in the beginning, you know, we all have. We all have a purpose in life, and I think EGS is a superpower, and I think we're pretty cool. I, I'm grateful every day. No, you mentioned a lot of important information. One, I understand where you're coming from about families needing to be a little more involved and educated. Um, for us, is you know, having to sit down with the grandparents and really try to explain to them what's going on because sometimes when we get asked, hey, how is the baby? We're like, he's not getting better. And it's really hard to explain to them that every day, you know, it's, it's different and some days are really, really bad and some days are just not as bad, but they're not necessarily good. So you're mentioning maybe an opportunity that we can advocate for is how do we educate families, you know, whether it's like the siblings or uncles and aunts, you know, that are also every day in the, in the patient's life. I think that's important. Another point that you mentioned is doctors. You know, how do we remind doctors to, to be more sensitive? Every test for the management and the little treatment that we have is very invasive, very yeah. invasive sedations, long hours, you know, taking days of school. It's it's a lot of time. And I think you said it perfectly. Like, it's hard to imagine that we don't have a better, like, I wish there was a book out there for not just 
your family, but for doctors, people who deal with people with disabilities in the respect of AGS and everything else, I think there needs to be a like a manual where they can open that manual with the first like residents who are coming in who are learning about rheumatology and you know AGS stuff. You know, I think it would be very important to give them this manual. And I'm, I've been working on it for a while. I have ideas in my head. My goal is to provide the way to present this information so it's not like you go home and you're like, oh my God, like <laughs> you kind of are like bewildered by the fact that <laughs> you found out that you need an MRI next week and you're like, Oh my God, and you, you think about that for days and days and days, and you don't know why, because I'm doing well, I have work and all this, and then they're saying you need an MRI, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> my point, not to get on the tangent, but my point is that I think it'll be a lot easier. People realize that AGS is no joke. AGS is... For anyone, it's, it's, a, it's a rough disease. Is I get very stuck in the fact that I have this condition. You gotta think to yourself, oh man, I can't go out today because I need, you know, I need to be like uh, safe. What I'm trying to say is it's tough. It's been tough all my life. I think I teach people a lot. You know, I teach people about love and kindness and and being being grateful for what you have and I hate when people complain about little things. I understand to an extent because I have to think about my son's AGS all the time. It's it's in the back of my mind what I need to do next, how if he complains about something, I start getting concerned. And obviously I see him every day and my son doesn't have any neck control. He's, um, he is more on the severe complex side of things. So, so I understand and it is a very serious illness and I don't think it gets enough attention and there's not enough awareness. I'm in Texas and in Texas, no one knows what AGS is. So that's why we have to fly to Philadelphia because doctors don't know what AGS is. So you're saying that you can't even, like, if anyone, if you tell anyone there, they don't know. They don't even know. Oh, my gosh. To be honest with you, I don't think a lot of people know about it in New Jersey. Like, even my doctor. I have to go to the city. That's the other that the other caveat about having AGS is not your primary doctor, which you would think they would understand. So I I totally understand where you're coming from because it's you have to literally get your son on a plane, which that's a different topic for a different day, but you mentioned earlier superpowers and you have in a different way a superpower because you're speaking on behalf again of those affected by AGS and your superpower is that you can still 
put into words, into emotions, what's going on. And I'm very, again, thankful you're doing this because I'm hoping that families, siblings, doctors, you know, anyone in medical fields was actually last week we found out a very, um, a doctor wanted to learn more because he heard the podcast. So I'm hoping that that doctor hears really? your podcast. Really? Yes. And maybe really? he'll reach out to you someday. Oh, wow. um, that would be that. I think I could say this a hundred times, but I think it's beautiful. I think it's, I think it, I think it says a lot about the, the AGS community. I think there's, there's not, a lot of avenues for people with AGS. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to still find um, people to meet that in, in the same, you know, play, you know, area, which is which is tough because there's no one, there's no one at my level. You know, all the kids that have this are either um, very low functioning or you know, they're, they can't speak, they can't, you know, so it's really hard to find, find people that have the same struggles, you know, and, and, and with the advocacy side of my work, it's like balancing the AGS stuff and then balancing the, the, the physical limitations that I have. No one knows about AGS. It's so funny to me that in 2023, we still don't have people realize what it is. Have like my family, they, they, they probably don't understand. I'd say, I use the word and it's a long word and everything and I can talk about it with people, but this is where it needs to be talked about because this is where it gets out. Anything you do to get something, that's why it's called advocacy, you know? You don't just do advocacy because one day you're like, oh, you need something to advocate for. This is what I want to do, and, I, and I'm so happy that you asked me to do this because I always wanted to have a voice, not only for, for the... AGS community, but for people with disabilities in general, I think I think we're lost on that too. I'm here with Betty, trying to get the point out here that people with AGS have so much to give and so much to offer, and I think um, anyone listening to this today, I hope it will give a sense of hope other family. Jonah, thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. We talked a little bit about a lot of things. So I hope this is the beginning of an ongoing conversation and that sometime soon we schedule a second podcast where you can come and we can continue these important conversations because you are one of the most important voices that we have and we need to learn from you and we can um, have these conversations and we can have maybe audience be involved and ask us questions and we can answer them. I think that would be a good opportunity, right? Maybe they can ask very specific questions like how do we talk to family? What would you recommend? 
you know, and so forth. So one more time, I wanted to thank you so much for coming to this podcast. It was my pleasure to be a voice, like you said. At the end of the day, we're we're human beings. You know, we're not different in any way. I mean, we we have that we have AGS that's there, but at the end of the day, we're different, and we're we're all we're all the same. And uh, I'm just honored that we could do this today. So thank you so much. Yes, thanks. and and like you said at the beginning of the podcast, we're getting to know Jonah. We're not getting to know just AGS. We're getting to know Jonah, and I think that's very important. So with that said, thank you so much for everyone that's listening, and I hope you subscribe.